Hello, my name is Louise Newsom, and you're listening to the Trade and Prosper podcast channel, where we share the stories of individuals and businesses that make our communities. We believe in those that are committed to doing well by doing good, using their hands, minds and hearts to create a better place for us all and believe that a little sweat and a lot of sharing turns a community into a populace of prosperity. Trade and Prosper is a forum where those like-minded individuals meet to trade ideas, information, goods and services, as well as building long-lasting relationships that enable them to expand their reach locally and also globally. Most of us have lived long enough where something has happened to stop us in our tracks, to make us reassess the direction that we're going in. And often our work is one of those things that we end up reassessing. On this episode, you will meet Laurie Ostrovsky, founder of Simply Leap LLC and the professional networking organization Hudson Valley Women in Business. Laurie lives in Kingston, New York, and as an author, speaker, coach, and hugger, has made her mark in the Hudson Valley with her coaching company, as well as a highly engaged networking organization with over 2,000 members. When in her presence, you feel her authenticity and through her warmth and guidance, see how she is an inspiration to those around her. Morning, Laurie. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. So you describe yourself as an author, founder, and hugger. Mm -hmm. Why are these three words your tagline? And how do they fit into your overall business identity and mission? The tagline or kind of how I define myself has changed a few times. And as a service provider, I feel like, especially as a coach, the word coach is sometimes sensitive even to coaches to use because people have an opinion about it. And so most coaches try to avoid using it while saying that they coach. <laughs> so, so there's this strange like middle place of like, how can I convey that I coach without saying coach before you have an opinion about it? And I'm 13 years in business. And so it's shifted so many different times. And where we've come to now with what I say about myself is the authors first, because that's how I self-identify. Like, that's what I want to believe about myself. Like, that's the thing I'm proudest of is being a writer and an author. Founder is because I realized that one of the skills that I bring to the work that I do is being able to build something. And a lot of my clients end up hiring me for that. So founder kind of communicates that. And hugger, um, hugger came in a really funny way because it, it was actually a personal journey. I do this thing called hug tour, which is hashtag hug tour, where I announce on social media where I'm going to go like in a, in a city. And if I know you and you're nearby, I'll come to your office on a weekday and give you a hug at your office or at your business. And it became like a personal thing that I really wanted to connect with people and show them how much I care. And the more I told other people about it, the more they smiled. The moment I say hugger or hug tour, people smile. And it's like, oh, well, isn't that also about my business, which is about enjoying the crap out of your life? Like, yes, we're going to do hard things. Yes, we're going to strive to be better and to build something meaningful. And can we enjoy the process? And can it be lighthearted and meaningful? Um, so the hugger is there too. Oh, I see that in you, Laurie. I mean, you're such a warm <laughs> Thank you. person. And I think that that part of you is so important that for your business. Yeah. And yeah. For, the, for the growth and for building trust. Because mm -hmm. clients to hire you in this space, they have to trust you. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, so. I would say whether product or service business, we're hired, you know, we're purchased from because people feel a connection. And as marketers, because that's what we are as business owners, we have to communicate what the connection is. We have to understand what people value in us and how they see us and be able to communicate that back to effectively market our businesses. We're in Kingston right yeah. now. Yeah. Love Kingston. Me too. Boy, it's really changing. Oh my gosh. So, so much. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, have you, did you grow up here? Well, I grew up in the Hudson Valley. I grew up across the river from here um, in a small town called Hyde Park, which is FDR's hometown. And I grew up there, moved away for 15 years to Manhattan and Washington, D.C. And I kind of backwardly ended up back in the Hudson Valley. So I, I'm an author. So I was I published my I self-published my first book. And I went on a six-month book tour that I designed myself. So uh, for six months, I was traveling around and I came back to visit my parents for the holidays after that book tour in 2013. And, you know, my dad needed knee surgery. My mom didn't wasn't doing very well. And like, you know, a year later, I was still here. And I was like, oh, oh, I guess I kind of live here now. Um, and and that, that actually is how Hudson Valley Women in Business formed. Because a year after being here, when I thought I was going to move somewhere else, I was like, well, I better make friends. Because as a business owner, especially someone who works from home, you have to create those connections yourself. You have to create the colleagues that you would normally have in a, in a corporate setting. And so I was like, okay, who do I want to hang out with? I want to hang out with business owners because I think we approach time differently. And I want to hang out with women business owners because I believe that women do business differently. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But that really, I found four other women business owners. We hung out one night and it went so well. People were like, wow, well, can we do this again? And as a planner, I said, all right, well, how about the same day next month? And so every month since December 2014, I've had a meeting of women business owners. And a year after that, I was like, oh, it's really working because we started growing. Like people started bringing in their friends. It's like, oh, this isn't just something for me. This is something real. Hudson Valley Women in Business is a thing, like meaning I needed to name it probably a year in, I probably named it. And then we needed a website because we were going to get published in the newspaper about something. Well, we have to send them somewhere. And so I ended up staying in the Hudson Valley because I realized whatever I was going to find in another city, find in another place was all right here. There is, you know, as you know about the Hudson Valley, it's beautiful. And there's also so much culture. There's so much of a renaissance of culture and an opportunity here that why, why would we leave? Like this is a moment in time to take advantage of. And, and I feel like it's a moment in time for my business and for this community I'm building. So 2014 to now, and all of these, especially with Hudson Valley Women in Business. Yeah. All the women you're meeting, are you finding from 2014 to now, you've just seen this influx of women moving here who were looking, like you said, to create, to come to a space where they could connect and make friends as well as right. business connections. Yeah. And I would say male and female, you know, I, I would say all genders, we have an influx in the Hudson, Hudson Valley of, of folks who... Uh, want a quote unquote simpler life, like want to reconnect with nature or want a more affordable life for them and their families, um, the families they want to grow. And what what I'm noticing is, you know, there's like, okay, so initially it's I'll, I'll do the back and forth 
um, between the city and here because that's where I make the money and this is where my life is. But all of them have the dream of how do I do it full time here? And that's actually when they end up joining, when women end up joining um, Hudson Valley Women in Business because they're, they're like, well, how do I do that? One, how do I meet other people up here? Not just mom friends or, or whatever, but actual business colleagues. How do I learn what's possible here? And really the question that they're coming to the community with is, can I do this? Like, is it going to be successful? Am I going to make enough, enough to support my family and enough to support being up here in the Hudson Valley full time? Hmm. I think that's the question on a lot of people's minds, yeah. whether they say it out loud or not. I hear it. You're absolutely right. Definitely. And I think the dream is they want it. So mm-hmm. they're just trying to figure it out and that yeah. transition period. I know upstate used to feel so upstate. Right. It doesn't hard. anymore. No. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And the broad demographic of people is just a wealth of culture and creatives and academics ideas. and ideas. Yes. Social justice is, you know, the conversations that are happening here about what as it grows, how do we want to grow? Mm. Um, and how do we bring in the residents who have been here their whole lives? Okay. Um, and I feel like halfway between that because, you know, I did grow up here, but I've brought with me the culture and ideas of the city as well. And I can see that dynamic. You've had your own personal journey, which has been some big challenges, but you've overcome them. Can you share with us how it's impacted your professional direction and focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know, obviously, there's the personal journey with this, but on your professional side of yourself, what that did for you. So when I was 28, I was working in the corporate world. I was working in marketing and media relations and making my parents proud by doing the job that I thought that would make them happy, you know, working in, in Manhattan and having my you know, good job and the boyfriend my mom loved and all of that. I work with a lot of A students. So I always like to say, you know, I was, I was being the adult A student, uh, trying to do right by everyone. And then I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and the brain tumor that was discovered, luckily it was a benign, but it was still the size of a golf ball. And, you know, at 28, most of us still felt pretty invincible, you know, and, and then something like that stops you in your tracks to say, oh gosh, life is more precious. And also the things that I was scared of. So I'm an introvert and I was really shy growing up. I uh, didn't really speak in school, even in college. And so, you know, I thought that things were scary, like, like quitting my job would be scary or moving would be scary or, you know, that kind of thing would be scary. But then when you face real fear, like going into the hospital and having surgeries, that that kind of changes what fear really is. And so when you ask about, you know, how that affected me professionally, well, I I just reinvented myself completely. So my first book is called I'm Scared and Doing It Anyway. And it's really about that story. It's about the, the realization and the time in the hospital, but really it's about the choices that I made coming out of that recognizing the power that we're all sitting on to affect change in our lives. So even from within the hospital bed, I had a lot of choices about who I let in that room with me, the the story I was telling myself about what was happening, the words that I used, the thoughts that I had, all of that was still under my control, even within the hospital bed. And that was what propelled me forward professionally. So I knew I wasn't happy in my job. Um, but it was it was a scary proposition to leave and not know what was next. It was way less scary on the other side of healing from this 
from from this brain tumor. So I left my job. I uh, I went to art school because I'd always been afraid, but wanting to do that. I, I became a coach. I did a year-long coaching certification. I started a business, uh, got divorced. I moved. I traveled around the world. I, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But really it became, it came out of having a different relationship with fear. And gosh, isn't, isn't business scary? I mean, that's the majority of conversations I have with people around business ownership and business growth is almost every day is new. And newness has a little bit of vulnerability, has a little bit of fear attached, sometimes big fear attached. Well, I think being a business owner, that feeling of vulnerability is every day. Yeah. And there is a sense of, of having to be bold and brave, right? Yeah. yeah. To be able to make decisions and move forward. Yeah. That you don't know the answers to. Yeah. You just your gut, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of gut. <laughs> yeah. So Simply Leap LLC, which is named right now your mm-hmm. business name, which I know that you're in a process, you can talk about that of changing. Yeah. Um, interesting. But also as the founder of Hudson Valley Women in Business and, and being passionate about women in business, does, is Simply Leap focused women solely or do you coach men as well? I would say the majority of my clients are women, but I have a, a good number of male clients as well. And so Simply Leap, um, my business is really around helping already successful professionals, folks that are a good deal into their career, make more meaningful work, whether it's shifting the career that, they, that they're on right now or starting and growing their own business. And because I said, you know, I work with A students and there's a moment, there's usually a couple moments that lead us into, you know, I can't keep doing this for everybody else. I can't keep making everybody else in my family, my my family or friends or whatever happy or my boss is happy. I have to ultimately do this for myself. So I think when that happens or or the other thing that happens is I could keep doing this job forever, but it doesn't fulfill me anymore. And that's also a scary proposition. If I'm not doing this, oh my God, what am I going to do? And sometimes you can have too many choices. And so that's what we end up working on is that leap. You know, the, the why, why that name, why Simply Leap really happened is because leaps aren't simple, but let's simplify them and, and clarify them as much as possible and build you the confidence to really go for it. Because most people already have an idea or a dream of the thing that they really would like to be doing, but they don't know how to get there. Um, they don't know exactly what it looks like and they're kind of afraid that they might disappoint people in the process of going after it. So it's, it's moving through all of that. So simply leave. Yeah. Why are you changing the name? It's really interesting because like I said, I'm, I'm 13 years into my business and when I moved originally to Washington DC a few years ago, it was right when Twitter became really popular. I know it seems like Twitter's been around for a lo- really long time, but it was this moment where Twitter really, really grew. And DC is such a networking town, whether from the political side or the business side of Washington, DC. And there would be tweet ups. This woman, Melanie Spring, hosted tweet ups where it would be like a networking event, but on your um, name tag, you'd have your name and your handle like on your Twitter handle. And so you would end up following people who were signed up to go to the event. You would end up connecting with them uh, you know, in person, and then you would end up following them after and having this continued conversation on Twitter all the time. And people knew me there as Simply Leap. They actually didn't know my first name. Most of the time they're like, oh, you're Simply Leap. And then I'd have to introduce myself as Lori. But 
now through, you know, years later now in moving back to the Hudson Valley, I think, you know, when you move, there's a reinvention, there's an opportunity to introduce yourselves in a different way. And I guess what's happened is, you know, I'm hired as a speaker and a motivational speaker as, as a coach. And then I run, I founded this community. And so people mostly know me as Lori Ostrovsky, the founder of this or the hugger or whatever, or the introvert that's usually comes up a lot too. And so they recognize me first as Lori. And, you know, if you look at uh, successful folks who have kind of gone before me in, in terms of the business that I have, there's like the Brene Browns of the world or Jen Sincero. And, you know, you know who they are and then you buy the things from them. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll go into this program or I'll buy this book or I'll listen to this audio piece, you know, but it's them first. And so the a couple of the conversations I've had recently with brand folks is that maybe, you know, Lori has to be the the umbrella and then Simply Leap. Simply Leap's the name of my second book. So it's not going away and people already, you know, they connect with me around I'm scared and doing it anyway and Simply Leap and hugs. And so they already have their different ways in, but one overarching message seems to make sense. I, I think it does. And and especially with the Hudson Valley Women in Business and, and the growth of Hudson Valley Women in Business. I yeah. mean, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, this is over 2,000 women. Yeah, yeah, we're hitting to 2,400. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and what is so amazing to me is the incredible activity online, the chat, the, the assistance, the support that these women are giving each other. Why do you think you've got that kind of momentum? It's just a really beautiful thing. You know, when, when an idea kind of takes on its own life, it's just fascinating to watch. I'll say in general. And I think most of us with, as businesses, you know, there's a moment where the business kind of, you know, you're always running it, but it like kind of takes off and a community is the same way. It's like, oh my gosh, it's, it's happening. I think what sets it apart is, um, because we have chamber organizations, there are other women business organizations. It shocks me that, that we have growth. Um, but I think that one of the reasons is because as I said, our, you know, our tagline and mission is that women do business differently. And I say that at every in-person meeting, I say that on our website and in the community, that we approach business differently, that we hopefully empowering everyone to really choose how we do business um, and how we do business with each other. Uh, I think that women are natural collaborators and community builders rather than competitors. I think that we'll compete And I would say the majority, there's always, you know, exceptions. The majority of folks would rather collaborate than compete with one another. Like, we'll do it. You know, we've done it on the soccer field or whatever. But it's like, can we just work together? Like, even if we have the same business, I would so much rather, because this is scary. We already talked about this. This is scary and vulnerable. And I don't know if it's going to work. And I can't keep going to the people in my life. My friends are supportive, but they don't know what it's like to own a business and run a business. I want to talk to other people who really know what it's like. And there's something special when women business owners are in the room together. So there's, you know, so whether, you know, whereas like a a chamber or something, which is hugely effective, but a chamber is for folks who are within larger corporations and who own businesses. So you get a mix. Whereas our group is only business owners and folks at every stage of business ownership from the idea stage to 20, 30 years in. But when it's yours, when you own it, even as a writer, when you're owning your idea before anyone else believes in it, that is really 
different than working for a larger organization where there's a, you know, there's something that you can lean on. And so it's really powerful for us to be able to lean on each other. I think that that's what makes our community special. Yes. I think the conversation is so different. I and mean, if we go back 10 years ago, it was always the chat about women being competitive towards each other. And that whole narrative has flipped Mm -hmm. because of the growth of women's networking organizations. Truly believe that. Um, So, I mean, you're at the helm of this, but also running your business. How has being at the helm of Hudson Valley Women in Business impacted your business, your own personal business? It's been phenomenal. Um, I think the first is that I have um, a network of support of other women business owners. I mean, that was that was how this started, right? I just I had said that it started with four or five of us having a drink one night because I really wanted to hang out with other. I wanted to build my own network, my own group of colleagues that I could lean on. So first, my business is more successful because I have that. Secondly, I think that. One of the another way that women do business differently is that we market to each other differently. We talked um, a little bit earlier about people people buy from you or choose you because they like you. Well, we are creating friendships and connections within this group, and man, do people make more money from it because we're buying from each other. We want to support each other, so we buy from each other, and we also market and refer. So we're. I think that all of us are getting. I think your level of activity in the group directly corresponds with how much you make more as a result, um, just because of referrals and connections and people understanding what you do helps them tell other people about it. So what are some of the goals for 2019? The goal for Hudson Valley Women in Business in 2019 is mentorship. I think that we're natural mentors. I think that we, we, we love the idea of lifting other women up. You look at any of the memes uh, on social media, it's like, let's lift each other up. And that's really beautiful. And at the same time, especially as business owners, we need our own mentors. Uh, we need that first for our own health and wellness and business building. We need other people we can lean on who are, who are ahead of us. Um, and, and also how powerful it is to reach out to even girls in junior high and high school and college and communicate that entrepreneurship is a possible path for them. Like empower them that, you know, you can really carve your own path. Mm. You know, even at 12 and 13, you, you already have ideas that, that can turn into something real and to know that you, you can really do that. And what about with Simply Leap? Yeah, so I name am, change first. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. The process, <laughs> which will be easy because yeah. everybody knows you as Lauren. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's like yeah, I had a conversation. It was like really, it's just kind of changing the logo and then changing, um, you know, my business card. But yeah, but everything is. I'm still a hugger. Um, <laughs> um, but for Simply Leap, there's there's a shift in that, and I think the clarifying that comes in. Okay, what what is the what is the brand? I, I want to say about. When you're a business owner and it's your name, it can become this weird of like, who am I? Am I just my business or am I my own person? And so I think I would say, luckily, I'm far enough along in my business where I've, I've done the arc of that. The It's a separate thing. Oh my God, it's the same thing. Now it's separate again, where it's like, oh, I am now marketing this business that happens to look a lot like me. 
it happens it happens to have the same name as me but it means this other thing over there so i think that this year is is clarifying that more even when in the name change that i am my own person and then there's this business that happens to have my name on it and i'm writing my next book so i have i have two books out and the next book is about how women do business differently this is the moment in time to have that conversation and the growth of the community is showing that there's something to be articulated here. Why is this community growing the way it is? And what is it that we're learning from that growth that, that can be used as a microcosm to communicate elsewhere um, how to make that happen uh, in other towns and cities as well? Some takeaways. I mean, you know, you've talked about, I mean, being an author, yeah, being a hugger, being yeah. a speaker. <laughs> when somebody's in their business or starting their business, what would be some takeaways what's well, some important things that you would say to be for someone to be thinking about mm-hmm. men and women um, yeah. in, in yeah. the space of creating a business and going into those different areas and the value of those different areas mm-hmm. and what it does for you as a professional the first thing that I would say is uh, I think because my background is mar- in, in marketing I usually go in that direction when I'm ha- I'm giving some advice um, and the thing that I would share is, Marketing is about expressing what the what your customers believe about you, not what you think you are or what you think you offer. So on my on my website right now, there's a um, if you sign up for my mailing list, there's a free video and a worksheet, and I basically take you through this really simple exercise that I do with my clients um, very early on, where you capture what people thank you for. This seems like a simple exercise, but it becomes profound market research. If you collect in a week or more how people thank you, like what they what they say about you, how they thank you when you and um, how they compliment you. If you collect the compliments, people don't think that they get a lot of compliments. You probably get a bunch in a day and you don't realize it. If you start recording it and you notice the words that they use over over time that are similar you're actually starting to learn one if you're if you're leaping what maybe the next thing is like what maybe your next career leap is can also be communicated or if as a business owner it's a great tool for collecting inexpensive market research that says okay if everybody says something about i had a client once that that did this and she's like well i'm a yoga instructor but everybody talks about my smile i'm like okay then there's something really important with that. One, everything has to have you smiling on it. Every Everything that you build has to show your smile on it. And also we need to think more about how do we communicate? How do we communicate about your smile? Like every time you walk in our yoga studio, you're gonna be, you know, you'll be welcomed with a smile, you know, that kind of thing. Recognizing that what people are telling you is is valuable business, like useful business information. That's a great tip. I've never thought of that, Yeah, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's true, the amount of feedback that you're getting every day. And it could be that you're not smiling enough. Right. <laughs> it could be, right. yeah. And you have to change something, mm-hmm. right? Right, That sure. you've got things you can use and things that you need to change. Right. So you well, really need to Well, it's all research. Listen. It's yeah. all research. So yeah. it's like, so is it that they're not talking about something important that your business actually does? Okay, so if they're not even noticing that, one, is it not that valuable? Maybe you don't even have to do that part of your business anymore. Or two, maybe I need to do something different so you notice it more. So it's, yeah, so it's interesting. I, I, I build so much of the coaching work that I do around 
we need to let our customers lead us in the products that we build and the services that we offer and in the way that we market ourselves too. If we're trying to figure it out, like you know what that feeling is like. And if you are trying to figure it out, it is likely that your customers can give you the answer so much faster. Thank you for joining me today on Trade and Prosper. For more information on our organization and to listen to more podcast episodes, head over to tradeandprosper.com. Also, follow us on social media for the latest news, events, and posts about a business near you.